0: So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening.
2: Presented by AT and T. Connecting changes everything.
3: The Nikki
1: Glazer
4: podcast. Ooh, 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 ooh. The Nikki podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glazer podcast. I uh, hope you all had a good week. Um, I am here with by myself in this room, but joining me on the podcast is, uh, as always, Brian. Anya yeah. and Noah.
5: <laughs> Nikki I- coming in coming in like a a jazz radio station today.
4: I know. Mm. I I don't feel as tired as my voice sounds, but yeah, it was a little bit like, "Hi guys, welcome back um, to the Nikki Lancer Podcast." Joining us, right? Um, yeah, it's I've a got little Dave uh, Brubeck coming up after the break. I, I couldn't think of any <laughs> jazz singer. Wait, let me. That's let me all just I could think Herbie of. Herbie Hancock. Wait, is <laughs> he jazz? Good. Is yeah, he it's jazz? Just piano. Yeah. Joel, jo- Josh Coltrane. John Coltrane. <laughs> John. John. Josh? Josh? Yeah. There were no Joshes back then.
5: Uh, Ron Jeremy.
4: <laughs> so close. Uh, Kat Calloway.
5: Cat Calloway. I took Cal- a jazz oh,
4: course way back. In, um, in college, and it was one of the best classes I ever took. All we did was watch Ken Burns's PBS documentary about <laughs> jazz. Yes. And if you watch one Ken Burns series, it, you are, because first of all, it is like a college course. It takes so long to get through. They're so long. <laughs> Yes. And if you're paying attention and taking notes, you learn, you do learn a ton. And oh, I yeah. think it should qualify you as being a, a, able to talk about things that other people can't, like the civil war. If you got through that baseball, <laughs> what else is that? Holocaust, the Holocaust. Watch
3: that one. I remember um, the Ken Burns jazz thing taught me that jazz came from basically jizz. I mean it's it's another word it's a euphemism for sex remember that how did I did I sleep
4: through that <laughs> class how did I not hear that that was would be the only thing I could retain
3: really I know. that's what I recall I just remember yeah. being
4: deeply attracted to Win- Winston Marcellus Oh yeah oh, Winston yeah. Marcellus oh, yes. Winston Marcellus god he was hot I just remember being like okay I, I have feelings for this like older man. And I was like a college student. <laughs> Let me student, Google just, him. In this, It was just, yeah, he was really hot in the documentary. I don't know the light, just everything was popping off in his little interviews. He would come on and it was just a calming presence. Um, never got into his music, never even looked into it even for one second. I just, jazz has never <laughs> interested me at all. But
5: you what did jazz to Winston Marcellus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with Winston Marcellus because my okay. dad uh, my dad loves him so much. So that was always uh, Sunday mornings was Winston Marcellus and then... Like comics in the paper, like oh. spread out on the living room floor, and then my mom making crepes. She would always make crepes, and that. Can was you sing Sunday a Winton Marcella song? Can you like? No, I think it's instrumental. I think he's. But a I mean, trumpet can you even clip, like hum it? No, not at all. <laughs> what do you play? Been, I think trumpet. I don't know. My dad's a trumpet. Jazz. Bass, I'm I mean, is a,
4: is along the lines of um, heavy metal for me, and like, I don't. I don't. I, it's easier for me to get than maybe uh death metal. I, I don't mean to put heavy metal and death metal together, but to me they're the same thing. I don't know the difference. Yeah. Um, in terms time. of I don't understand how one could like that more than anything else. But mm. um, could you maybe enlighten? It's me an acquired on
5: taste. It's an acquired taste, jazz. You like, know, like a fine are, Wine. Um, it gets better with the. Uh, you guys got you, you. just gotta keep listening, baby. That's the
1: way it goes. For
3: my Why dad, do I want to fight his... to like something? <laughs> You don't have to but no. my dad grew up in the 50s with like conservative parents but it's they like were a on joke. What? What?
4: About how oh. he's like old timey music he's like you think about old time music where it's like he's spinning like one of those records he's like turning it with his hand and he's like bom, 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 bom. and his parents are like keep that racket down and he's like this is our music mom and dad this is cool not like your violin shit and it's like bom, 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 bom. it's like I, uh, a nickel in my pocket and a penny in my dreams and it's he's just like this is fucking rocking and then he's like why did every song used to have talking about nickels there was a nickel in every song If you had a niggle back in the day, you were doing good. And uh, but it was just so funny how like yeah, your dad was rebelling with jazz music. Like it was just so crazy. Jazz was
3: rebellious. I mean, you know, it's black music started in the South, I believe. Just
4: kidding. I missed (laughs) that from the whole. I watched the whole Ken Burns series. Huh.
3: I think what's cool about Benny Goodman started it. Is there aren't there aren't rules of jazz. You know, so it's a lot like comedy. Weren't we just talking about this the other no. day? Or am I having deja I vu? No. <laughs> I would have never.
4: No. I would have never compared. I'm just kidding. No, it's... Uh, it so seems, you hate it? I don't hate it. I just... There's there's nothing for me to sing to. There's nothing for me to like... I, I like memorization. I like... um. Uh, yes, there's a part of comedy that I can see how I, I really like when people... I don't watch crowd work clips. It does... It's not interesting to me because I could never do it because I'm not improvisational. I don't like it. What about Sinatra? Like that's still When he's under like, whoa, bop badoo bop, look at this <laughs> table over. He, I mean, he had a plan. Yeah. <laughs> he knew <the> lyrics. <laughs> me to
3: the moon. Yeah, well, that I, mean, like I guess it's that.
4: jazz, but Standards. it's not like. Oh <laughs> God! That stuff.
5: Yeah, sometimes Some jazz it gets obnoxious. Can be very annoying. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like they're, I think sometimes jazz trios and quartets or whatever, their goal is to dare you to like it. Mm. Like, I dare you to enjoy this. We're not going to play any sort of melody at all. Some of these aren't even fucking notes. They're just screeches <laughs> that we're scratching the edge and of the And We're daring you.
4: How cool are you? Yeah. Are you going to stay and listen to this? Yes. Because only the coolest people would. But do you relate to that of like, I don't like things that I can't see myself in some realm being able to do. If I was just, if you just turn the dial up on my talent, I, I could be Taylor Swift, you know, like that's probably why I like it. It's in the wheelhouse that I have no access to, but it's, I can see the wheelhouse coming up with like a jet, like even yesterday we were listening. Brian was over at my ranch place and there was like a guy playing. um, What was he playing on guitar or a piano? He was playing piano.
5: I will by the Beatles. Who yeah. knows how long I love you?
4: And it was good. Great song. And it was like he was kind of playing around with it and doing a lot of fun riffs little, and stuff.
5: Yeah, little riffs. Amazing. He wasn't lounge. singing it
4: though. And Brian was no. like, this is my goal, would be able to like play this good. It's not it wasn't like crazy good. It was just it was good enough to play at a wedding. It was happening at a wedding nearby. So I'm on this ranch where there's lots of weddings happening every weekend and you could just hear them in the distance. They're like 100 feet away and you hear speeches like, <laughs> and people go, <laughs> and then silence. And you're like, that joke didn't do well. Um, or people are crying or something. But we heard this beautiful music and Brian was like, that would be my ultimate goal because you play piano, Brian, right? And... Yes. You just want to be able to, what's your ultimate goal I- with the piano? Like, what's the setting that you picture yourself like killing it in? What song are you playing? And uh, what's the vibe?
5: It's, a, it's one of my 40 under 40s is to be able to play piano for 30 straight minutes in front. Oh my God. Of I thought you were 30 of,
4: straight white men. <laughs> I,
5: I want to play piano for 30 straight white men without getting turned on at all. No, I want to play <laughs> piano for 30 straight minutes in a strange, like in a public setting where there's only strangers and, ha- and no one tells me to stop. Like, it's not annoying.
4: Right. You're that's not the guy goal. at the airport who sits down at the like community and, piano. And plays chopsticks. And, just, and everyone's <laughs> like, what
5: the fuck? Yeah. How does no, this guy I, be, so like, I want people to be like pleasantly like, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice piano. Like, I'm not, hey, is at not going to do that like huh. do you know where you're gonna do that oh yeah um well there is one location that i know is a possibility and that is lax because they have a piano in lax and it's just sitting out there it's in let's in some sort of bar but it's just it's out there clear and available for if, if someone mm. really knows how to play piano they can sit there and play and i'm sure everyone would be happy about it so that's one possibility um I'm also I just love kind the idea of, of you
4: buying a plane ticket just so you can get in there <laughs> and play it because you can't just, this isn't the 90s. You can't just walk into an airport.
5: Yeah. You gotta buy
4: a ticket. You buy no, like the cheapest buy ticket, ticket, like a flight to one way to San Jose. I,
5: you know, <laughs> yes. Oh, a like it's after, after TSA. Burbank? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I wanna play there. I'm also hoping that one day I'm in like a hotel or something and there's a lobby and there's a piano oh, there.
4: God. And then I
5: just sit down. Uh, But the really, I mean, it'd be amazing. I'm sure you guys can relate to this, but like the real nice thing about piano and guitar is that it is an instrument that you could play in the background and it's fine. Like when I was growing up, I played the trumpet and I I just wish my dad would have told me when I was 12 years old that no one's going to want to hear me play the trumpet after I'm 13 (laughs) years old.
4: No,
3: no one even wants unless city. you're in a band with Wynton Marsalis. Well, yeah, that's it.
5: for sure. Yeah, but, but I was no never one's gonna like be excited
4: that. about a trump. I'm sorry, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think yeah, anyone. You can't solo in an airport. It's it the thing remote. that wakes you up in the morning to go do <laughs> boot camp. Like, right? My wife's,
5: my wife's dad plays trumpet, and he's in bands and stuff, and that's good. Like playing in a band where it's acceptable. But you can't be at like a party and just like, hey guys, I brought my trumpet and try to play. You know, fucking uh, well, these are different
4: goals, you know, Atlantis a trumpet song. player, you're a guy much like myself, who like well, this is why you do comedy. you want the attention on you, you want to people to like what you're doing, mm-hmm. and you want it to be kind of a solo endeavor. you don't mm-hmm. you don't mind a band, sure, but you want to be the main person providing the entertainment I mean, it's very. it it makes sense. I think there are trumpet players who are like, I would never need to just like play. I don't want to play at a party. That would be like so weird. But Uh, trumpet
3: players do, I would say a lot of them, they live for a solo. Like my dad is the head of a band, a big band. He plays trumpet. And he it's all about like, he loves the collaborative thing, but when he nails a solo, we will hear about it. He'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. "I nailed the solo," <laughs> you know, and
4: that's hard to solo on trumpet.
5: No, yeah, it is. So. Imagine, I can tell you oh, that why firsthand. Didn't
4: he, I'm sure he plays another instrument too. If he loved, like, does he play piano or guitar?
3: My dad plays a little piano, no guitar. He plays a tiny,
4: <laughs> a tiny <laughs> piano, <laughs> a little piano. Um, okay, does because I don't understand why people who would crave that kind of spotlight would do something that wouldn't give them that but i guess we all crave like we all kind of protect ourselves with your dad might actually be scared of the solo and only want it once yes. in a while
3: mm. he, i think he is but he loves the band he loves being in a band mm. he kind of yeah. loves being the band leader he loves being like we're doing an arrangement of dusty springfields in <laughs> of your mind i got it arranged by the chuck berry or whatever he you know <laughs> he's yes Charlie oh, like yes. in the
4: In the trumpet community, like they have like their big deal trumpet guys or girls. Oh, for sure.
5: Sure. Yeah. Uh, But uh, the ethos. Chuck Mangione. Really?
3: Yeah. Chuck
5: Mangione. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I just say, when I was uh, in in, uh, high school, I was in the high school jazz band, I played trumpet. And I had a solo in one of the songs. I forgot what song it was. But I remember thinking, I am not good at soloing. And we're going to have a concert in front of all of our families. And I'm going to have to get up and solo during this. And I remember getting up and playing the solo And thinking, wow, I just did a terrible job soloing. That was really embarrassing. And I sat back down. What I did not know is that they were recording that performance and putting on a CD for everyone to have. What? And I forgot about this thing. And then 10 years later, I (laughs) I find the CD and I'm like, oh, I remember the jazz band being pretty good. We were like a pretty good jazz band. And then I go and listen to the song. And man, that solo... Is much worse than I remember it being in person. Oh no. It was like a fucking disaster. It was, I, I don't even know if I was. It was like I was in a different room playing, practicing scales. And the band itself. It was so bad. That's humiliating. That's yeah. like my
3: ice skating tape where I pretended to faint when I tripped. Oh and God. that exists this, this on a VHS somewhere. makes me, I somewhere. have to like leave
4: the room to hear this, <laughs> like, this, this Same here. Story. I'm leaving my body. Okay, just tell it and I'm <laughs> going to go somewhere else. Because this one makes me so uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> Wait, because is it the part I where
3: do. I'm doing a skating routine too? Um, my heart belongs to daddy. First of all, that's the grossest part. That it's like a stripper <laughs> song. I'm a sex worker, but I'm nine. And is it your dad I, on a chair? Yeah, my dad like is out nearby on the reading. Rank? Exactly. On a folding chair, reading the New York Times
4: or something in a suit. But being and f- like that's what his character is doing. He's like a part of right. this. Okay, right.
3: Yes. And I have a boa. No. A boa.
4: <laughs> I forgot about all these details. The fainting part is worse <laughs> enough. But then you add all of this.
3: Edip- At a purple leotard. I just remembered I was wearing
4: fishnets,
3: dude. <laughs> Disgusting. Damn. Oh my god! Um, Fishnets and a leotard and a boa and like skating around my daddy. So you mime <laughs> fellatio on
4: your dad and then just, um,
3: Nikki? And I <laughs> would not go that far. Yeah, I fainted on my fainting. I mean, couch it's close to, to that, do that,
4: that. God only knows what they made these girls do. In another, just one generation removed, <laughs> I, 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 we've progressed so much past this. This would be insane to do now. I've got a nickel in, in some my southern communities, <laughs> it'd be fine, but. Um, Okay, so what what happened next?
3: So I'm only ten or twenty seconds into the routine. I do you were gonna be say ten or (laughs) twenty
4: years old. I don't really
3: remember. (laughs) I think I was nine or ten. Okay. Oh (laughs) no, I was like ten or eleven. I had not gotten boobs yet, but just on the brink of um what do you guys call it in your little group? And dire. I was just on the brink of being dire dire. of a bra. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm doing a few back crossovers and I'm getting ready to do my axle or whatever. And then I trip over something silly, like maybe my boot, not even doing anything remotely hard. And I trip and I just like faceplant. and the ice has just been Zambonied. So it's like completely slick. No one has skated on it, which means when you fall, you really fall far. Like you're just like... Skating far like a slip and slide, whereas if the mm. ice has been skated on, you you don't kind of go a couple feet and yeah. So I'm like fifteen feet. You're like, like <laughs> skidding on my air stomach. hockey
4: table puck, just like tap, <laughs> yes. just sliding, but fainted.
3: <laughs> yeah, and during that moment, everything slows down in my mind, and I'm like, this was such a stupid fall that you have to act like you fainted and something went awry because like no one would fall like this. So I just pretend I'm unconscious.
1: <laughs>
3: and there's just like, my music just keeps playing. My I, dad
4: isn't aware. I can't, I, I need, there's a price that I would pay to see this. You know, is <laughs> more money than I spend on Taylor Swift tickets to see this video. Because
3: <laughs> I've got to ask my dad where it is. There is a video of it yeah it exists
4: oh, what anya wow. anya find we need it the trumpet solo audio and we need this video yeah <laughs> okay, and yeah. i did give your dad this ever, mission
3: did i ever play it. you the audio of me like talking to my dad about that no um i went home and i i, I asked him about it let me see if I was watching it. Why did she make me do that? Oh. Can you hear that? And you thought it yeah. was creepy too? I
1: thought it was creepy, very creepy. And I said, I hope nobody else thinks this is creepy.
3: And she made you dress up in a suit? No, and...
1: I, I, I don't think I went on the ice.
3: Yes, you did. She had you part of the routine. You were sitting on the ice wearing a suit, reading a newspaper, and I was fucking skating around you in fishnets, mm. going, My heart belongs to daddy. <laughs> what the fuck? Jesus I'm glad that most people are dead.
1: (laughs) That's a great line. I'm glad that most people are dead. dead. That's true in any situation.
4: That is... did you what happened afterwards did people like come up to you and you had to pretend like or were people kind of just like get up girl we know what
2: what is this i think
3: eventually i got up i was like i'm not fooling anyone and i finished out the routine and it was so embarrassing and you know i got last place of course and it was just that moment like you had brian of like i'm sure if i watched the video it would be so much
4: worse than i thought it was
3: (laughs) i'll look for it i'll see if it exists
4: the first time I remember of this, like I remember Dane Cook had a bit about if you trip and then you look back and you go like, <laughs> like you laugh or what do you do? You get like <laughs> mad at, if you trip, like because you're so embarrassed. Like things, instant embarrassment causes you to have these like spikes in your emotions. Oh, so yeah. people would Dane Cook had a bit where like any one time anyone trips, they're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> who but put it's that like sidewalk it's little, there. <laughs> yeah, who put that sidewalk there? Yeah. But I remember the first time I ever heard that kind of idea was Kirsten. Uh, my friend from high school, we were in like French class in eighth grade. And I think maybe John Reiner, I forget who someone, John Dahlberg or something was leaning back in his chair too far, like trying to be like cool, you know, like leaning back and like had his leg, like kind of on the desk. And then it fell back. He fell back all the way. <laughs> and then he was like, that was fun. I want to do it again. Like you should try it. It was just like, I just remember her pointing out that that's what people do when they're embarrassed and thinking that's so funny. What a great observation. I was like, I'm going to, I'll be a comedian someday and steal that. I think that's what planted the seed. But I was just like, that was the first time I'd ever heard anyone call that out. And so I think we started making fun of people that would do something embarrassing and be like, well, you got to do it. It's like really, that was actually fun. I'm not embarrassed at all. And you're like bleeding from the head. Doubling down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got to go to break, but we'll come back with more after that.
0: on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes, and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors.
1: You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writers' room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control.
4: We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. All right, we're back. Brian, um, before the show, you had an announcement. You said something, and I yes. said save it.
5: Okay. <laughs> I don't know if this is worthy of a show, but I have, I have a bag, and uh, in the bag are all these uh, <laughs> little, uh, you know, these things, these, like, thread-free cloths.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, they're for wiping Micro your glasses? glasses?
5: Yeah. Anyway, I was looking through the bag of cloths. I have a lot of them. I took some out actually. I have more than like this. Like all of
4: the. I I can't see your camera right now for some reason. But like uh, all of the cloths are like little things that you get from sun. Like oh, I see it now. All, all know, like to clean sunglasses and stuff. You yeah, put you them get all them in this from bag, sunglasses sometimes. And you've gathered them in them that them bag
5: with electronics, and I just is that why them you asked to keep
4: my bag yesterday?
5: No, no, no. Because you like little bags
4: to put things in?
5: No. Don't you dare say that about me. Okay, so... Oh, boy. Okay. didn't. Okay, so uh, this one is... uh, This one's like fucking 20 years old or something. This is from... Why
4: do you need more than one?
5: This is from Vision... Because in case I... I don't know. But this one's from uh, Vision People, which is a now out-of-business eye care... Uh, store from uh, in, in, on Long Island. And I, the last time I went to Vision People was well over 20 years ago. So now I have this, mm. I have a rag. This relic. Yeah, I'm going to throw it out. Anyway. Okay, so there you go. Okay. That's what I was going to say before the show, just in case anyone was wondering about my bag Things of Things on rag.
4: your desk? <laughs> OCD? Um, I never <laughs> use those. Anya always has them to wipe her glasses and her glasses are probably scratch-free. I use... Whatever is li- around to clean off sunglasses or any kind of camera lens, I, um, a burlap sack, I- a <laughs> SOS pad, anything that I, I, it, it's, it's caused me so much um, strife in my life. I don't know why I don't mm. learn, but it's better than a smudge, I guess. Micro the thing tear. with these
3: microfiber cloths is they really fucking work. Otherwise, I would lose them. But I do covet them. And when I come across yeah. one, I'm like, snatch it. I mean, I can see why work. you why have a coterie of them
4: made of them. Yes. Why aren't more things like? Why aren't more
3: shirts? Like toilet
4: paper? Like these are shirt- well, shirts mine, for people mine who wear glasses. Is, you could always mine, mine is is for sh- a guitar. Oh, that's great a good idea. idea. Yes. A Yes. Sweater. For a guitar, again, I would just clean this it with it. something that my mom, I just hear my mom's voice, don't clean it with that. No, it's my dad's oh, yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever like hear a voice and you go like, who is scolding you for this? Nikki, you're going to scratch it. You're scratch it. Oh God, you're scratching it up that is like my whole childhood is that some version of that what do you ju- you just ruined it and just being like okay i know i can't have nice things i'm a sloppy mess i'm what different would than everyone like in the family kids um
3: and you probably just your, wiping of your that. glasses. Um,
4: that's with why i don't want kids left sack. I would hundred percent do that. I scold people all the time for things that I do. It's like it, that's you become your parents. That's why no I don't
5: want I would kids. There's that. no chance yeah.
4: that I would even be close to being a, a better parent than they were in those moments. <laughs> I do the same exact thing because what you they do when your condition dog me to make a mistake.
5: Oh, well, that's um, different. The little dog. No,
4: dogs don't. <laughs> know, no, nothing. And um, <laughs> they get yeah. The my and my dog's better. not cleaning up anything ever. Like my dog's never trying to be a better dog. These are all moments where I was trying to help and do something, um, and and I failed at it. And this is why I don't clean my room. This is why I don't clean bathrooms because I do everything wrong anyway, and I always mess it up more. Why would I try to do the right thing? So then I would leave it alone. Uh, alone, I would leave it alone. <laughs> and She's time, turning are we into doing that from the other day? Um, I know. I would leave it alone, and then oh yeah, and I would um, let's
3: um, do the rest
4: of the hottest dogs. <laughs> make it, um, yeah. I would just make it work, or my mom would do it for me, and then that's yeah. how I grew up to be to have a room that is completely in disarray all the time, and uh, yeah, and I, but it's an organized chaos, and I I I like that. Where when I found out that those two words together, it really brought me a lot of peace. And the more I've looked on ADHD memes on um, Reddit, which is um, what my boyfriend and I often share those because he has a different kind. I think he has more advanced ADHD than me, but he's like, he has found so much solace in these memes that make mm-hmm. him feel so much less alone. I've never seen someone so comforted by memes. But he's like, I saw another meme today that I thought was just me, <laughs> but it's ADHD. And it's like, it's so freeing for people to have a label to put on things. We hate labels, but it makes you feel like such not like a, an anomaly or a freak. And again, it makes you feel like it's not your fault that it's something outside of you when really everything, no matter what it is, is not your fault and outside of you. No free will, uh, bingo card. But- um. It, <laughs> I just see him all the time feeling so much better. Like, Oh my God, he has a thing. I don't know if you guys relate to this. If you, I probably brought it up before. Cause it does it. I don't relate to it. And I'm kind of almost mad because I fit a lot of ADHD things, but not this one. If he has an appointment later that day, he can get nothing done into the, up, until the appointment. Like it's sitting there and oh, he's like, "Oh yeah, I have a three o'clock dentist appointment. I'm going to get so much done before that. I'm going to wake up at nine. And it's just, it's That appointment is all that exists that day, even though there's mm-hmm. a full day before it. You are yeah. all nodding your heads. I can't mm-hmm. relate to that at all, and I'm I think not- I would have no success in my life if if I had that. That seems very tough. What's he doing before the appointment? That I don't know. I think... Maybe tidying around the house, like just, or, or like watching Netflix or something, napping, or like it's just, I guess the feeling is I can't speak for him, but I, I will and continue to the rest of our lives um, <laughs> with, with a lot of authority and uh, just su- sureness that I'm getting it right. But he, I'm guessing, would say that it's just all he can, th- there's nothing else to do that day if he has an um, important thing. There's just the rest of his day falls away. Um, mm. and then nothing gets accomplished, even though he did have a whole day free. I don't I don't know though. But do you guys relate I saw some I nodding. i experience experienced
5: this phenomenon sometimes. The way the way to counteract that is to make another appointment that's earlier and <laughs> yes. then you have yes. two yes. appointments. But I do that all the time. I think I'm if I was to guess why, like I'll just lay around and I'll look at my phone and I'll like just kind of languish when I have an appointment at three o'clock. Yes, and if I were to word. guess why that is, I would think it's because. It no matter what thing you assign yourself to do, it feels like you're not going to have enough time to finish it because your appointments coming up. I have. And then it. you
3: have an unfinished thing. What is it?
4: I think so I relate to this too and I'm a procrastinator. Yes. And I think
0: it's just a, like another excuse to procrastinate on things.
5: Yeah, that that could be it too. So it's an, an excuse because you, you can't
4: get anything done. Like what Brian is saying, you go, I can't right. get like, this thing done anyway. Yes. Like I don't have enough time before the appointment. And I don't want to be late for the appointment. Okay. And it's you like you're just constantly perfect- saying, I want to be late. yourself.
3: Perfectionism, yeah. procrastination. What's the other P? Ugh.
4: Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Okay, I just found it. Waiting mode is when you can't get anything done because you're distracted by the awareness that you have something planned, such as an appointment later on. You feel anxious, impatient, and even overwhelmed. People with Mm. ADHD know all about waiting mode and it's incredibly frustrating. And that's from, Mm. you know, Google snipped that to to read. Yeah, people, I can't start any task because I have an appointment later is just a common thing. Nothing ruins a person with ADHD's day like a 3 p.m. appointment. Let's talk about wait mode. Uh, I can't do anything when I have a schedule. I mean over and over people are struggling with this. Wow. Um, wow. I, really I don't know that it as because much is- I feel like I, I know that I have to leave 15 minutes before that there's no worry about a wait like as I set my alarm on my phone for 5 minutes before I have to actually leave. You know like there's and I feel like maybe I might not do anything really important to get done but I almost feel like that gives me a free time to like I have an appointment so I will be doing something today. There will be a sense of accomplishment, so I feel free to pursue my hobbies or like something that I just or to be on my phone or to take a nap. I don't feel um disappointed in myself because I I do have that scheduled thing.
3: Does he feel disappointed in himself? Yes.
4: I think that is oh. the overall vibe. Like I don't think it would be something he like is like I relate to it so much if he wasn't feeling Anguish over, yeah. Like, what YK happens get is you go
5: to your appointment at three o'clock, you get back home, it's fucking five thirty now, and you're like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck? I didn't do anything all day except go to this appointment." That's yeah. why you feel bad, which happens right. to me all the time. But I, well, believe- I relate to, yeah. What did you say? ADHD is a blessing and a curse. I think that it's a curse with stuff it's like creative. that. I don't think I have it. I mean, maybe a little bit or whatever. I don't but think, I also you- think. I wouldn't
4: think you do, but yeah, I think we all have a touch, maybe.
5: Yeah, I mean, I only—I just keep all my rags, but I think that <laughs> that's yeah, ADHD, OCD, maybe, ADHD, maybe ADHD. By the way, look at this little astigmatism. Oh <laughs> look at this little shit rag. Why do they? Why, that, do they why make does this? anyone?
4: Will you what give me some fuck? of those, Brian? Will you give me the one you're about to throw out? The the, the one? vintage one. No, the vintage one's for like like a mouse's monocle. I already already threw it out. Was it on top of a dirty banana and uh, some raw eggs? Uh, Like, just I'll take it out of your wastebasket next to your desk. Okay. I'll eat the trash. I'll eat that rag. (laughs)
5: Um, (laughs) (laughs) ADHD is a blessing because I feel like um, a lot of people who are very good at things have ADHD because they have an extreme attention to detail and they don't let things slide. And that creates really ama- amazing things like producers and writers and stuff like that because it's like yes. i must they get laser focused right, laser focus and nothing that's, else
4: can distract them and people think that yes. ad we have talked about this before they think that adhd is just like there's a squ- like a squirrel i'm gonna talk about this and it is that in a lot of ways i have it when it comes to conversation i'll be in the middle of a sentence and i won't finish the sentence and i'll start the next like i do like i just did <laughs> Like I will start the next sentence before finishing that sentence. Um, so I, th- I think that's like the negative side of it. But it's, it is a lot of just hyper focus because when you get in a tunnel, you can And that's, I think, the appointment thing. I have an appointment today. I can't think about anything else. I can't do anything else. I have that to do. Mm. Hyper focus. I can't miss that. I waited a really long time to get this appointment. Um, and there's like a lot of stress around that. But yeah, I think it's a blessing and a curse as well. Um, I've
3: seen a meme about reading a book if you have HD, ADHD and you just read the same page over and over, realize you haven't absorbed the page, go back four pages, and the same thing happens again. You just cannot absorb
4: the I think material. I think that's probably ADHD people suffer from it, but I think people without ADD have that too because… Sometimes a book is fucking boring and you are just thinking about something else and you're trying to read the book to distract you from that thing. But your brain is like, no, we need to solve this other thing, mm-hmm. uh, which I think yes. could be ADD. But I think a lot of people have that feeling of reading the same page over and over. Um, I know I I do it uh, constantly when I'm reading or when I'm, um, I mean, more so when I'm watching any, anything. I mean, I've talked about this before. I will watch a scene. <laughs> <laughs> 17 times I'm not kidding you, like on succession, because succession I want to I don't want to miss a single line. And there's sometimes mm. when I would watch it and I'd be very distracted on my phone. And I would keep looking down my phone at the exact moment that I would do it every time. And I would watch for five seconds and go, don't do it again, Nikki. And then I'd forget not to do it. And I look down again and go, I go miss it again. <laughs> um so that just yeah, that happens.
5: Perhaps um, that's why you like you're an active watcher. You like talking when you're watching <laughs> watching shows. Yes. So maybe that helps you pay attention because you're engaging a
4: hundred percent in the material. There's something riding on my attention, which is a human connection that I'm trying to make. If yes. I'm not watching the show, I have nothing to say to this person. I will. I'm accountable if mm. I'm watching with someone. I can't watch anything alone. I don't know when this happened. As a kid, I could watch things alone all the time. I do think I have ADHD from social media and phones. Like I think it's late onset I think I had early signs of it for sure but I think it is really amped up because of devices I I don't see how it it couldn't be yeah I think we all suffer
3: from that but yeah yeah, that's what I wonder is like when is it ADHD and when is it just a person in 2023 who owns a phone you know
5: tell me about it that should be a meme or that be what a, is
3: this disorder when <laughs> you have a flight in the morning, but you have 24 hours until the flight and you spend the entire day packing perfectly like the perfect amount of shampoo, the perfect amount. That's what I do before a big trip. That's and I I'll OCD, spend the I entire think. day. OCD
5: based on anxiety. Okay. If you have anxiety about the upcoming engagement and you uh, spend, you try, you're trying to protect yourself from any outcome. That could be negative by packing so perfectly. I am so glad I don't have
4: that, but I'm jealous that I don't at the same time because (laughs) I fly (laughs) so much my life would be fucking hell. (laughs) I'm jealous of just being organized and like having nice things nicely folded and like, You know, I just want to be a neat woman with like nice things and like just my suitcase unpacked so that the dog can crawl in it and be like, "I'm gonna miss you." But my dog could never even get neat. Like, I want to take a cute pic. I could never take a picture of my dog in the suitcase because he can't get in because there's things there's things flying, hurling towards it as I threw throw them from my closet. He would get hit in the face with a fucking stiletto that I won't wear because I've never worn stilettos, but I keep it in my closet because someday I might need a stiletto heel, even though they haven't been in forever and they hurt my feet so badly I won't wear them so um yeah there's something that's my whole thing I'm jealous of something and I want it but I'd actually it would really hinder my life do you feel like annoyed that you do that like I-, I don't think Anya Marina would give up if I could tell you you will pack exact you will pack um less perfectly but you will save you will only do it for three hours before your flight or, or you know, at some point before, not directly before, would, you, you, would you sign up for that? And you risk potentially
5: forgetting to bring sunscreen.
4: Yeah, you right. might have to go buy sunscreen at CVS, but it's not going to be my like... my heart rate is ra- rising right now. I
3: feel it rising. Just you asking me that question. I can feel my heart beating. Really? <laughs> it's like this. But I do think I've made progress because I used to spend eight hours packing, not even joking, for like a tour weekend and now what like I went to New York the other day. Yeah. I, because I would be like, I I don't want to bring one extra t-shirt of merch. I But I, you always do. Like I always would. What happens but, if you do
4: like, you're not trying to get things under 50 pounds necessarily because you carry on. So like, who cares if you bring an extra shirt or something?
3: No, I do try to get it under 50. I hate bringing extra shit with me. I hate being like, I can't believe I lugged all this shit around or like, There's an extra bag. Why is that worse
4: than spending hours of your life? Mm -hmm. Well, I did get to a point where I'm like, "This
3: is this is a waste of my time." Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need to spend the whole day because you're cutting into your life. Like this isn't fun anymore. And so now I'm a much quicker packer, and I do feel like I've gotten, I've made progress around. Like, who cares? So what if you only have one outfit and you forgot more clothes or? Who cares if you have like too many clothes and you never mm-hmm. wore those, or you brought two books and you never even cracked one of them? Who cares? So it's better. I packed for New before, York the like, other day it, when,
4: I, I like I understand who cares so much. Like thank God I do because my life really would be hell if I had to pack so much all the time. And I really do start packing a half hour before I will leave for like two week trips, and then there's no joke there. I just grab okay, going through my shirts. I love this shirt. I love this shirt. I know I need like around, I'm going for five, let's say I'm going for five days. I'll probably want nine shirts because I might, just want to wear different things in different days. Nine shirts. Okay. Sweatshirts. I need two. I like this one. I like this one. Uh, a denim jacket. Perfect. I need actually a dressy jacket. I'll take that. Okay. I'm going to need black boots and like, oh, white boots. That, those go with everything. Okay. Gym shoes, uh, running shoes, sneakers that'll look good on stage, sneakers that are kind of like scuffed up that I can wear to get coffee, uh, flip flops in case we go somewhere like that. Um, oh my God. Uh, I'm getting so nice stressed pants. out right now. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. So many I'm things right now. Like For me. Uh, 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 Lululemon pants. Okay. Okay, let me go through all my Lululemon pants. I really... Okay, I'm gone five days. I like to wear them every day. I kind of like a clean pair every day. I'm going to honestly bring six. Fuck it. I'm going to bring six. And I'll probably (laughs) only wear two. Who gives a shit? They don't weigh that much. Throw them in there. Okay, uh, toiletry thing That's already packed up because I live out of a toiletry case anyway. I never put anything away back away. So I just zip that up, put my face wash back in, my uh whatever is out on the counter, put it back in. Zip up. Throw it in. Um socks. Okay, go to the sock drawer. I'm gone 5 days. Let's bring 10 socks. Fuck it. I don't know what's going to happen. There might be a <laughs> oh lotion God, spill no in way. my bag. 10 socks. Throw them in. Wow. And then I roll up my suitcase and I go, whoa, this is about 52. I can feel it. Okay. <laughs> we got to go back in those Lululemon pants. I don't need fucking five. Okay. Those are kind of heavy. Let me pick the heaviest ones. Let me take two of those out. Okay. um, What of these lotions in my bag are under three ounces that are kind of heavy that I can put in my carry on? Okay. Take those out. That's two pounds. Okay. Good. Good to go. Let's go. Oh, I forgot wow. all the podcast equipment. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> but
1: that's really like how Noah my mind works. I could,
4: if I could move that fast, I could pack that fast. What I just said,
1: yeah. Um, I don't no, yeah, it. I feel like
4: Yeah, I'm not that's... wired that way. What What is going through your mind when you pick out shirts? I like, am.
3: Let's an say you're anxious, on four days. Why can't you just slow. grab five shirts? It's like asking a cow why they don't like run like a fucking jackrabbit. They just don't. The cow's like, I will take my time. I just cannot do it. It doesn't, it like really aggravates me. I don't like being stressed. I don't like rushing. Like I was coming here today and I was like, I'm going to be 10 minutes late. I'm like, no, fuck it. I'll be five. And it was just like, I hate this. I I would so much rather be early and chilled out than like plugging in my headphones and putting in the, and trying to get online. I'm I like, love
4: ah. being right on time and rushing right to that moment because I just know it's, I know I just know how long things take almost perfectly. And I am late mm. a lot of times, but I'm always like <laughs> at the most, unless I'm like super late and it's I've overslept or it's something egregious, there's like a car accident that there's t- t- huge traffic. If I checked my texts of the word late, I would say <laughs> it would most likely be the number three or seven next to it. Three minutes late, seven minutes late. And three minutes late, people go, why do you even need to tell me? Well, it's because it's late, but it's always, and I know exactly what it's going to be. I guess that's, uh, I I will like that part about my personality, but um, I don't like getting somewhere and having to wait. Ooh, God, I want to just walk right in and go. I love waiting. I love it because it's like, it's an illusion
3: of wasting time. It's like- I can spread it out. I can open up my
4: laptop. I can listen to a podcast, and I don't have to stress at all. That I'm like, see, that's like rushing. Now it's time to stress, girl, because you have nothing to do until it starts, and you don't have any oh. of your distractions with you. I mean, you have your phone, so you, and maybe your laptop, so you do have distractions with you, but it's taking out maybe like I'm, I'm there for like a lunch meeting with something with someone at a a cafe. I don't want to get there early because I'm nervous about it or a date. Like when I used to go on dates, like I don't want to get, I'm always five minutes late because I do. I want to get right in and I don't want to sit and think about like, you should run. You should not go. I don't want to be, I saw a couple, I was in, well, this was so cute. I was, Having, I'm staying on this ranch and there's a coffee shop here. And every morning, I see this girl and she's so freaking nice. I just love her warmth. She's like this young girl, cute. And I get a latte and she's so nice. She's knows my name now and I think she's like, you know, she's I don't know. Everyone knows my name. Cheers, it's happening. So and it's just me and this girl and I sit there and I write my journal and then um, she's just doing her stuff and people come in and out. And the other day, I walked in. There's it was a, like around 4:30. It's closing at five, maybe 4:45. And there's this guy sitting there and there's only two tables in this very, very small cafe. It's almost like annoying that I'm in there when she's in. I'm sure she's like, can you just go outside? But it's so hot here. So I'm sitting there and this guy is sitting at the other table. um, And it's right next to me. Like we're on top of each other. And he's a young kid and um, he's just sitting there and he's holding his phone. And then he puts his phone down and he's just staring straight ahead for a really long time. And I'm like, wow, it's so cool. Like this guy and his like. 20s can like just not be on his phone like it's I've never seen this in this generation I couldn't even do that he's just sitting there thinking and and um uh, she's starting to do closing duties you know because it's closing and um she says to him or no he says to her do you want me to help so I'm go oh they know each other I thought at first I go what is this guy doing is he on the ranch too like maybe I'll make a friend um and he goes and then I go does he oh is he her boss or something And I was like, oh, I looked at him. I go, no, he definitely doesn't work here. This is probably her boyfriend who's like come to pick Mm -hmm. her up and he's hanging out before. And so she goes out. She goes, no, I'm good. And she goes out and she's stacking chairs in the front. She can't hear me. And I go, is that your girlfriend? Because I'm just like obsessed with this girl. I think she's so adorable. I saw a guy come in the other day while I was writing in my journal this this there's a lot of people who cycle through this canyon I'm staying in, and they stop in at this ranch to get coffee. And he stopped uh. in, and they were like flirting, and they both liked each other. And I was like wanting to set them up, whatever. So then she's adorable. I've like really imagined this whole life for this girl. She can have anything she wants in life. <laughs> she's fantastic. <laughs> and um, so I, I go, is that your girlfriend? And he's like, oh no. And then I realized oh, he is her. Fr-. He's like, I'm just her friend. Um, just I'm like, this guy's in love with her. This okay. is a friend who is in love with this girl. He's he's like I just uh just I was in the area so I just decided to come and and hang out where I think we're going to go get uh dinner so like there was like too much information coming out. <laughs> but he was like what guy goes and just watches his friend close a place maybe they were just friends but I I I was projecting a lot onto this of like he's got this deep crush on her she kind of knows but doesn't and maybe would be into it but he's not direct enough and he's but I realized what he was doing with the phone thing is he was He was trying to look like he's sitting at this cafe. He has nothing else to do. She's there watching him, but she can't talk to him because I'm in there. So she can't like be friendly with him. And he's thinking like, I can't, I don't want this girl to think I'm just always on my phone. And that's like all I do. And I'm obsessed (laughs) with my phone like other guys. So I'm just going to like stare that doesn't look cool. Fuck. Okay. Um. But now I just look like a psycho. Like, but there's nothing. There's nothing for him to write. There's nothing for him to do. So he was just having this internal struggle of like how to look cool in this moment. And I bet you anything, he wishes he would have got there a little bit later to not have to like deal with this like yes. waiting time because she didn't want help from him. But he was. But what are you doing that? I I do. Re- I guess I was projecting the whole way because I know that when I think I'm being watched or I'm trying to look cool, I don't want to seem like someone who's addicted to their phone. So I'll Mm -hmm. put it down. But then you go, well, what do I do? (laughs) There's nothing. Do I just sit here and think? That looks maybe even more crazy. Like, do you ever just... Yeah, that yeah, I've done that. gazing? Yeah, gazing at a wall. He had nothing to look at either. The there way was, was like
5: a line at Starbucks or something. And if you just look at any line at Starbucks, everyone's on their phone. There's not a single person on their phone. Yeah. And there was a time I got... I, I frequently don't look at my phone. I'm one of those guys staring off. And you I are. sat... I stood on the line and I was the only one on the line without a phone. And I... You know what you feel like? You feel like a... Like a 60-year-old dad or something who's like, mm. I- I'm looking around, and these people know, like, if I look up from my phone, this fucking guy is going to try to talk to me. And yes. that's what they happens. Can feel, yeah. They can feel your presence. But I didn't want to talk to anybody. But that's just how I wa- I didn't have a phone, so everyone was thinking that I was going to do that. But I just really wanted to look around.
4: Yes. You are a guy that do- is not uh, tethered to his phone. So we have a f- common friend here that we were hanging out with yesterday, and she was talking about trying to get out there and date again. She's mid-30s, got out of a relationship recently, Is like wants to get back out there, is discouraged by the apps. And she's like, you know, the days of meeting someone at a bar are so long gone. And she was like, or just like out in public. She, and, and we've said this before, and I've heard this before, but it just struck me. She's like, because everyone's looking down now. No one even yeah. looks up anymore. There's no one um. even looking to make a connection out in the real world. It's so discouraging. How and they got
5: earpods we- in too.
4: Yes. I know. And that what a way to show the world, don't talk to me. I mean, when people talk to me with my earpods in, I go, are you fucking crazy? Can you not see? Yeah. That there's nothing I, playing in these, and I'm wearing them solely <laughs> to let you think that there's something playing in them. And I'm listening to a podcast, I'm engrossed in an audiobook. <laughs> That's um, why
5: everyone's fucking their coworkers now because it's the only time you can actually talk to, to a be person. you social, and you are yeah. forced
4: to not be on your phone. Yeah. And you have to look at them across the table at a meeting. That's yes. such a good point. I keep Is thinking it's true. As a Is
5: society... Everyone's
3: fucking their co workers. <laughs> everyone's yeah, fucking
5: everybody. their coworkers. Biden. I
4: keep thinking we're going to grow out of this, <laughs> Biden. Oh my God. I, th- I think they, we will. There will be a reckoning. I think that, you know. I, th- I think it's going to be like, it's eyebrows. It's going to seem really bushy, uncool.
3: <laughs> thin, wait, thin, play-watch. bushy, uh,
4: it's like high go- wa- <laughs> waisted jeans, low waisted, high waisted, <laughs> low waisted. It's the trends will keep going back and forth.
5: Yeah, I think it'll go one or either way. It'll either go, the, there'll be a generation who thinks it's uncool to be connected to your phone and that it's cool to be in present or we'll just keep increasing until we're so connected that we, our cell phone is implanted chip into our brain and we're never not connected. So it's not even a choice.
4: I tried to scroll the other day on, I took some notes to go on stage. I was doing a million sets the other night and I had my, like a note card from my, you know, hotel notepad and I wrote some lines on it which I don't normally do. I'm always just like looking at my phone and I was holding my phone and holding this note card and Carlisle was in the car with me as I was reviewing my set and I tried to scroll on the note card. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> I've, done, I've done multiple that times photos. i kept doing it i've done this thing on photos
4: yes. where you're trying to enlarge it, it or like <laughs> with a page
3: from a book i'm like oh
4: i was doing it and i realized i i thought and i tried to convince myself i was self-soothing just like i'm just rubbing this paper and i go no you're scrolling my hand is constantly in a phone claw in every yeah. picture where i don't have a phone in my hand it is already in it's missing oh, it it's no. reaching out for it yeah. and um it i do have that dent it. on my pinky. Does everyone have the pinky dent? No. Where uh, your phone? Oh, that's a uh, oh. we all have it now. But that's where you rest your phone when you're holding it. And there's yeah. a dent now in most people's pinkies. Look and see if you have it on your pinky oh, yes. in your yeah. phone holding hand. Do you see that dent in mine? A yeah. little bit, yeah. Right oh, there. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Not okay. where I put my phone. Do I? Well, I don't know. Yeah, need it, that it rests home. there. Yeah, right. Sometimes. It rests there. Um
1: Yeah, Yeah, I had a million
4: sets this week, uh, nine to be exact, nine million, and um, over (laughs) two nights: four on Friday, five on Saturday. And talk about like having such um, pleasure when you are like, I can do a whole night. I start at seven forty and I end at eleven o'clock, and I can go boom, 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 and hit them all at the right time. I plan them all, and and I but I I ended up waiting at all. No, no way at all. I just walk in and go right up. Or if I, you know, sometimes I see the set before me or something, which is sometimes kind of fun. Cause it forces me to watch stand up, which I'm, uh, don't want to do sometimes. But, um, I, I had a, a, I had four sets on Saturday and then someone, I had a block of time between like eight 45 and, ele- and 10 11, where I was like, what the fuck am I going to do in that? I'm in my car. I'm in Hollywood. I'm, you know, 20 miles away from where I'm staying. I can't go back home. I, there's no one to go to dinner with. I don't want to go di- have dinner alone. I just was like, what am I going to do? And then I got a text earlier that day that was like, Nikki, um, do you have time tonight around nine o'clock? And I'm like, oh, yes. And do you like Jeremy Renner? And I was mm. like, mm. Uh, I just wrote ha 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 it was from a number that oh, I don't really know who it is to be honest with you it's just someone who always books me on shows and I show up at the shows and I never know if that person is there or not I'm always like ha I just like greet everyone like I've been texting with them for years booking me on places thank you for this I, I don't know who this person is it's just an 818 number but we have a history of texting Renner. about text yeah it's like do you like me It's yes like I'm cutting to no. the chase we've been texting for yeah. years <laughs> do you like me um. I was in a terrible accident Please which I did not remember. So I said, um, oh. "I said, Y,, uh, ha, ha, ha. And I said, Yes, I am free at that time. And, yeah, I think he's extremely talented, which I do. I was like, What do I feel about Jeremy Renner? like i don't I don't really often comb through my feelings about actors whose work I really <laughs> haven't been exposed to because I'm not an action movie gal.
5: Hawkeye he's in the right. hurt locker, and You're he hurt was, locker. What? Hawkeye. He's Hawkeye. He's in Disney's and Hawkeye and Marvel, every Marvel movie, the Avengers. I
4: knew he was in Avengers, but I didn't, yeah. I wouldn't He's a short be short He's a short king. Yes. But yep. i all, all I know of him, to be honest with you, besides stuff in the tabloids or stories of his life, i.e. that snowmobiling accent, I know um, that he was great on SNL. I remember seeing mm. his um, SNL monologue and thinking, everyone give up this is this guy can sing (laughs) i I take he's probably a good actor because he plays he played piano and he was singing and i was like this guy is a renaissance man he's good at everything he's attractive he's he's funny like he's nailing it he seems i just remember being very frustrated after i saw his and usually i'm not frustrated by men in that way when they're super talented i'm usually like well they're a man they're not my competition but i felt like jesus christ i can't believe god bestows that much talent on some people and others he like you know i can't do a fucking b minor chord it's just frustrating you know (laughs) and um so that's all i knew and then um i get to the so then i pick up carlisle to go around to my sets with me and i was like oh i'm doing your friend katie cordoza's show at the haha which i is this club in the valley that i never go to because it's just not an the area but it fit with my schedule so I've said I said yes to the show and she also asked me or someone asked me who booked me on the show if I like Jeremy Runner. and she was like oh yeah she's friends with him <laughs> and I was like oh okay so is he on the show like I thought oh I'll get to meet him he'll be on the show I guess he's trying stand-up like doing a Jeremy Piven all the Jeremys, um, right <laughs> are trying stand-up I don't know and so She's like, no, um, I think he comes to watch sometimes. And I was like, oh, okay, he'll be in the audience. But like, why would I be asked if I like him? Why does that matter if like I can, o- he will only watch comedians who, he- who like him or something. I was just right. like, it's just a weird question from a person I don't know. And so I got there and they're like, Jeremy Renner is in the building. And I'm like, is this an audition? Like, I don't even know. I-, I don't need to know this. I don't like to know when famous people are there. I mean, sometimes it's fun. There was a show where I was at where Bette Midler was there and I was like, what? jokes would bet like but most of the time I don't I don't know it's just like now there's something added to it and then to add to that I'm in the lobby of the place I'm about to go up and I'm like what jokes did Jeremy read or like I'm like I don't even know I don't know anything about this guy Um, but I also want to please a celebrity because they're a celebrity and everyone else is like making a big deal of it not like a huge deal but they're like jeremy Renner is like he's here he's in like he's can change my life um and there's like this just that idea i guess in hollywood of like every show you who knows he could be like i she's a leading lady or what i don't know but i wasn't really thinking that way i don't even want to be in movies and then um and then i see a guy at the bar and i'm like is that fucking carlos mencia who i you know when I started in 2006, you might not think Carlos Mencia is a big deal now, but he was such a fucking huge... He was the biggest Selling comedian out stadiums, right? in 2005 to 2009. He was like mm-hmm. the guy. Arena, like Madison Square Garden, probably multiple shows sold out. And he's at the Haha ha Cafe on a Saturday night at the bar. Is he wearing shorts? Is that, are those lawn mowing <laughs> shoes? What what's happening but I'm like no that guy just looks like Carlos Mencia and then I go in the hallway and I'm like kind of like because I, I opened for him early on in my career we had the same agency and they were like you should go on Carlos's tour and I went to one gig with him on a weekend and Brad Williams was there too he's the little person comedian he was there too and Josh Blue I think maybe Josh wasn't there but um, Carlos didn't uh, we didn't get, it's not like we didn't get along. It was just not a good fit for his audience to have me do like abortion jokes for five minutes, like trying to be serious <laughs> before he went up and did whatever he did. He's used to go to break, but I'll finish this story when I get back.
0: Hacks is back for season three and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators, Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series.
2: Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series
5: of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Are you
4: looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time, absolute must watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. So I'm at the Ha, ha Cafe. I'm about to go on. I think I've seen Carlos Mencia. I don't know. He comes over um, and he's like, Nikki, it's Carlos. And I was like, oh my God, Carlos Mencia still like locked in this part of my brain, which is like, this guy is a big deal. He can change your life. I don't feel that way now. And Carlos Mencia is a good example of like why none of this fucking matters. Because he was doing arenas, and now he's at the Ha Ha Cafe on a Saturday night having beers with his friends. And uh, he's not—it's not that he's—I'm sure he could be working. It's not like he's hard up for gigs. But he returned to the clubs. Like, he had a—someone would call it a fall, um, where it was like he had everything. And I I uh, don't—Brian was saying yesterday—you had a good point about him. Will you share that point about, like, his comedy did not age well, I guess?
5: Oh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, some of his material, I guess, from back in the day would be considered offensive now to the degree that he probably wouldn't be able to get away with doing it even. Like his his signature bit was where he'd like make fun of a mentally handicapped person. And like uh, at the time, that was perfectly fine. And nowadays it's not so like you know, maybe that didn't age well. And then also he was accused of joke stealing and that kind of really derailed his career. Like it was really, it Can really affected his career. I don't know why that was the thing, but like, it's really crazy that uh, something like that, that was like getting canceled before it was about, uh, you know, sexual harassment. That was the most yes. offensive thing that like you stole it you joke? could possibly do. You totally. could get away with, Jerking off on uh, somebody in a closet. But you can't get away with stealing a joke.
4: Yes. It was. I was mean, it? Well, there was a footage of Joe Rogan confronting him at the comedy store. And that was right when I think Joe Rogan, it made Carl Mencia unfamous. And it made jo- Joe Rogan famous. Yeah. Oh, pivotal moment.
5: Yeah. And, and just, just like don't raise his. Joe Rogan, whatever you do.
4: Status. Yes. Joe Rogan's
5: one of the most powerful men in the world.
4: He wasn't at that time, though. Uh, that that clip came out but it really yeah. brought him yeah, he to, was as like a true factor teller. yeah what i mean which is art and he was on news radio i mean he was a famous guy there's no question about it like but the way he is but now he, he was not at that he was not a household yeah. name um and i think that clip did the, the opposite to each of their careers but what i will say about carlos mencia what i think i observed from being on the road for with him for a little bit and the way that his um The the openers that he had and how they would all talk. I believe that I do believe they absorb things and think they don't think they're stealing. They think they're they. I think his argument was like I'm doing it better kind of thing. Mm. And I was thinking about this this weekend because my voice teacher is trying to get me to. He knows that I'm not writing original music, so he's trying to get me to do covers in my own way. He's like, you can interpret the song in a completely different way and deliver it so it sounds like a completely different song, even though it's the same melody and the same key and everything. It can sound totally different. I'm like, why is that okay? But it's not okay to take someone's bit and go, you know what? I could actually have a much better perspective on the same thing. Why is mm. that so forbidden? And I agree it is. Like, I obviously don't ever want anyone to do that to my jokes. But how many fucking times have I seen a joke that I have thought of before on stage and someone is just scratching the surface like they didn't defi- they didn't scratch the whole scratcher's ticket? There is a there is a great joke there and th- you could win a million dollars, but you just scratch the first row and go, ah, it's something. That was kind of fun. And you know, was yeah. there a way to do it where
3: it would be respected by no. your peers? There no. is one
5: way.
4: I,
3: you yeah. think?
5: There is one way. You just say, like, oh, I've never heard you say that joke, parallel thinking. I guess I. No, you know. but no
4: one gives a shit about that. If you're called a, a joke thief, it haunts you the rest of your life. Look at Amy Schumer. Every single clip of hers, there's someone saying she steals jokes when it was yeah. really just parallel thought. You know, like the, if well, you get called it once, you it doesn't matter if it was parallel thought. And I'm talking about when it's not parallel thought. When I do, the other night I saw Mark Marin do a joke that I'm like, I have had that thought in my head. And now, and not to say that he just did a scratch the surface joke. He He did dig into it. He's talking about being vegan and I've been, and Carlisle goes, I've heard you say that so many times that you could do that. You said it, it was the first time I met you, you said it. How he's like, the best thing about being vegan, it's actually really hard to do. It doesn't taste as good, all these things. But the best thing is that you are a good person and no one could argue you out of it. You are doing the right thing and you, there's no argument. You're choosing to eat animals. I'm like, pretty much what mm-hmm. I say all the time, which is like, it's the only thing I'm certain of that makes me a better person than, ever, than everyone else if they're not doing it there yeah. that that and and but he killed with it i've never found a way to articulate it but that's dead to me if i have a little bit of a different perspective on that whole thing i can never do th- i can't touch that idea right. that vegans mm-hmm. are superior and that i actually feel like a better person <sighs> than everyone else and i uh, it's gone it's dead but I could well, have different things to say to it. I could have different riffs that I want to run, in, like in a song, like you know what I mean. Like, why are songs able? You are able to artistically interpret a, a song and sometimes make it better. I mean, there. Are, how many people think that the co- what's a better cover than the original? There's millions of songs,
0: but I
5: think we're not changing. allowed to as comedians. I think the tide's changing. I think it's getting more acceptable to kind of just as long as it's not a straight up exact same joke. I think it's getting more acceptable because of TikTok where on TikTok everyone is just stealing everyone else's sketch and making and putting their own spin on it and yeah. if you even if you like look at the inf, like the uh, accounts that tell you here's how to become viral on TikTok or whatever they literally say like go through popular successful TikToks and take that idea and then make it it's, your own and it's not stealing oh, wow. because you're going to take it and and make put your own spin on it and it's your thing now I-
4: I don't know if I. I would be so pissed if someone did this to one of my jokes. But if they brought something new to it that I didn't, I would be a little bit jealous and go, oh, I wish I would have thought of that." And I'm glad it
5: can't be there, that, that information close, should be
4: out there. That added it can't thing, be like
5: just like a tag or something. It needs to. No, be no, like, no. It has to be like yeah. you're talking about. Like if I did it, if I did a joke that was about uh, you know uh, working at a deli, and I had a bunch of jokes about working at a deli, and then somebody else came out with jokes that were about working at a deli it's like well no maybe that's not, i don't think there. anyone
4: could accuse that you both worked yeah. at a deli that's fine you, you have different perspectives i'm talking about a specific joke like if i were to do a mark Marin joke of like i feel better than all of you people i know that it's if i wanted to just expound on that in my own way that would maybe make that point resonate more or in my own I you see know this happen
5: all the time I mean, I I, I, but I
4: can't do it because I. That's why I don't like watching comedy. Because if I didn't see him do that, I could have possibly argued that I get to keep doing that. That's what but Now saying. that I've seen it, it's off limits.
5: That's how you get away with it. But like, you there don't are some watch jokes comedy, but then you so,
4: keep yourself from so many good bits.
5: There are some I don't jokes know. that, that seems so, so general that you can't. No, like that's if somebody comedy. went ahead and did a joke that was like um, Oscar the Grouch is uh, angry because he's a homeless poor guy, like Dave Chappelle's joke. If somebody did a joke like that then uh that would be off the table because Left. it's such a famous bit. But like like if someone did like a
4: uh right it's very specific. If and, someone did a
5: joke about um gun control needing uh, we should have bullet control, that would be clear you can't do that cuz Chris Rock's bit is so famous. But like I don't know, there's just some things that it's just
4: it feels icky to me. Most, it feels like itch- I would be wrong to. It's like shoplifting when you know that they have a surplus or something. It's only like, icky. It's if still you wrong, did it on even purpose. though they won't. Huh?
5: It's only icky if you did it on purpose. If you sat down, saw someone tell a joke, and said, Oh, I can do that joke better, and then did that joke.
4: But well, well, am I am I not doing that when I see Mark Maron do a bit that I've only thought and said to my friends and said on podcasts, but I haven't actually said, "Oh, I want to take that on the stage." Isn't that stealing to be like, "Yeah, that does work on stage. I'm going to start doing it on stage." How is that not to me? It feels I I'm not going to do it. You're never. going to I mean, see I've me do heard
3: it. Bonnie McFarland say years ago, "I'm a vegan." Any other vegans in the house? I mean, you know, they do say that it's like the number one way of helping to save the environment is being a vegan, so I'm better than all of you. But anyway, she goes on. So that's like a parallel Well, i said,
4: the joke that I will keep in my act is like, it's just a short one, but it's not going into it, which is, I, I really do recommend being vegan. I I just, I feel better than you. Um, just <laughs> yeah. saying it like, yeah, you know, good. a little Kevin Nealon-ish. But, <laughs> okay, that's a perfect example. That's not a joke liked, but it's parallel I, thinking. No, I was jealous of Mark Maron's because it really, everyone in the audience, I know that audience was 90% not vegan at the Fucking uh, most least whatever the word is for that, and um, and they all fucking got it. They were all like feeling a little guilty, but also laughing. And I'm like, that's what I want people to do: is Mm -hmm. like actually see. I want to make people go. Maybe I should go vegan. That's a good point he's making. But I don't think that my little joke that I just told does that at all. And I think his does. So anyway, what I think happened with Carlos Mencia is not only that where he's like, I could do it better. I think he had joke writers for him. Right? He had his openers would write for him and give him bits. And I think sometimes they would actually be talking backstage and they would say something funny and he would just take it from them and just, he'd be like, that's good. I'm going to use that. Cause that has happened to me and Brian. He's nodding so many times where you're talking to a comedian and you guys, you bring up the bit, you start riffing on it with the person next to you. Maybe they say some dumb tag and they go, I'm going to use that. That's good. And you go, no, no, what <laughs> what just happened you i came up with that you've just now convinced yourself you did because you either laughed at what i said or you acknowledged that that was good like I, that is the most insane thing and it happens a lot and i've only in the probably the past five years been brave enough to go no i'm gonna uh, that's mine like i'm gonna use that <laughs> it happened the other night someone someone who i know very well did it to me and was like i'm can i use that and i go it was really hard for me to do cuz I look up to this person and I I would love, like to be as successful and prolific as this person but now I know how they're prolific you know cuz I go no I I might use that and I honestly didn't think about using it until you just said that you wanted to use it but it is my thought so I get to determine mm-hmm. whether I was like I'll let you know if I don't but I think I'm going to and I probably never will but I don't want him to have it cuz it was mine It's um, cool that they asked I don't think they asked he was like wait he kind of oh. asked but it was almost like I'm going like I I'm gonna could do, do that a favor right by using. Like, he did ask I guess and it was nice. So but this was the thing I think Carlos Mencia had his people write for him and they would steal from people. And so oh. he would do a bit they would knowingly steal because they're like we got to give Carlos something. They would see some open micer set. So Carlos wasn't doing the one that was stealing. He was having writers write for him and they would steal. Because I would see I I would I think that's what was happening. So when he heard like these but but who knows? He also was confronted with some pretty obvious bits that he probably really did hear, like the Cosby one about something.
5: We were watching uh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias' special uh, this last week, and he did a joke that was extremely similar to a Bill Burr joke. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just because the premise is like, you know, it's like, it's like not that original, but it's still funny. The joke was uh, when you're uh, dog comes to greet you at the door. Your wife gets jealous because you like greeting the dog better than, uh, oh, yeah. your wife. The, the wife. And then the wife goes, premise. Why are you happier? Uh, why are you happier when you greet the dog? And then, mm. uh, Gabriel Iglesias' punchline is like, uh, Well, because uh, you don't have your tongue hanging out, running around in circles, all happy to see me. And Bill Burr's punchline is, well, if I come home at 2 a.m. drunk, you're not walking up to the door shaking your ass. And like, it's the same joke, but did they steal that joke from each other? I don't think so. I would say that
4: people would argue if people connected it, they would accuse whoever came out later with the joke. And uh, by the way, actually, they would accuse because no one would ever think Bill Burr would steal a joke. But I think people would probably think Gabriel Glacier stole a joke. Bill
5: Burr's was first for sure. Uh,
4: Yeah, it was. But I think even if it came second, no one would ever, people would go, he wouldn't do that. Like, no one would have. I think Mark Norman got accused of stealing a joke once and then no, it didn't go anywhere because everyone's like, no, this guy doesn't pull that shit we just know it the type of comic he is he doesn't need to do that bill bird doesn't need to do it i'm not a huge gabriel iglesias fan but i would think based on the well things i i'm not a huge i don't know his comedy but i don't think he's a, a thief but i think he would get pinned on that more than you know what i mean and but my point
5: is, is does something like that even matter like that like yeah i guess that was the same joke but yes like, when
4: you want to villainize someone anymore? and discount sure, th- and discredit them, them yeah well, that like, and that's Game all that people too. have sometimes that's what I'm, i you, fear i guess is like I, I people hate me so there are some people who don't like me so much that they would love to do what they did to amy which is finally we have a reason to not like her other than she just is a girl who's talking too loud and making right. us feel sometimes calling us out so oh and telling us not to use guns or whatever they're really annoyed with amy for but they're like no she's a thief now We have something that is like, yes, ah, and now let's stick to it and write it under every clip she has. And now that's people that don't even know the story of where this originated from and how it's based in fucking nothing will just think she's a liar because, or she's a thief because that's what we wrote in this YouTube comment. That's how, that's what I'm scared of. Yeah. But anyway, I met Jeremy Renner. Um, (laughs) Carlos comes up to me and he's like, it's Carlos. And I was like, oh my God us we hugged and we remembered working together and he was so nice and was like congrats on all your success and he was kind of like are you handling it well and i've realized this thing in la that people think i'm really like it's very nice but everyone thinks i'm just fucking killing it (laughs) like it's it's nice but i really am. like don't you know that anything on instagram isn't real like it's it means that i'm doing a good job on social media which i didn't think i was but for my constituents To believe that I'm like killing it, which listen, I have no complaints about my career. I literally don't want anything to change. I want for nothing. But am I like the number one comedian in the like killing it in the ways that I feel like these people sometimes say? I'm like, no, like it's fine. It's good. But it was nice of him to say that. But I'm like, I'm nowhere near the level of what he was killing it in the mid 2000s. Not even fucking close. But he was like, wow, you're really, And I'm like, but I said something like, I like my, I go, it's been very gradual. I actually heard James Marsden. There was a quote yesterday I read on Reddit of him saying that, because people are like, why has he not had like a big moment? Like, why is he not more famous? And he's like, I'm so glad I'm not, I love a gradual, I 2% more successful every year. Gradual.
5: Like, a, like an index fund. And that's fund. the way
4: to do it. No one gets, <laughs> yes, like an index fund safe. Um, <laughs> there's low risk. There's no, because if you do a gradual, no one gets fucking annoyed by you. People just go, oh yeah, like, but a a meteor, meteoric rise, people are going to fucking turn. So you got to be gradual. I like that little gradual. And I even said that to Carlos and I didn't realize I was like kind of saying to him what I, um, you know, noticed about his own career. I was like, I like gradual. I don't think I could handle overnight. And I think it would be taken away from me like immediately or like within years. And I was like, Oh fuck, I'm telling him his life story.
1: <laughs> like,
4: in other words, I don't want to end up at the ha ha cafe on a Saturday night, even though that's where I am right now in my career. <laughs> so then I do my set. It was fine. And Carlos watched it. And I was nervous about Carlos watching it. Cause he's a fucking killer. There's th- thief or not one of the be- best performers ever. And the, the, the you can't get to that level without being super fucking talented. He's very nice to me even back then. And, Um, it just wasn't a good fit for me to open for him but he was in the room and then i walk out and i have to run to my other set because now i'm kind of late and um carla's like wait wait wait, jeremy renner wants to meet you and i'm like why is this like a thing like why is why do i have to go to like a wait for jeremy to exit he's a big fan i was like okay well now i will um and so i wait and then jeremy comes out and he's kind of like i think he's drunk i'm like oh like I was like hi and we like hug and he does like kind of a long hug not like a creepy long hug but it's slow it's like Anya packing it's um <laughs> it's just deli- like just a slower thing and I'm like oh the- he's wasted not wasted but like verge of wasted and he's kind of talking slower and I'm like how's it going and I was more asking like with the strike like oh it's hard out there like oh you got time on a Saturday night you know to come to the haha and he's like considering everything I've been through, it's doing all, I'm just happy to be here. And I was like, Oh, Oh, Oh my God. And then all of a sudden it went flooding back. Like the snowmobile accident. He almost died. And I was like, Oh my God. Rescuing someone. Yeah. He was rescuing his nephew. I think. Yeah. I didn't look into the details. I should have looked into it more, but he, I know he was like almost maybe in a medically induced coma. Almost died. Um, has to like learn to walk again. He looked, oh. and then all of a sudden, I, when I saw him in that light, when I I realized that I had beer goggles on, as soon as I thought, I noticed a little bit something off with him, I just go, he's wasted. And I like kind of, am just like, let me just get through this. And then all of a sudden he seemed very lucid to me. And I was like, you're just doing great. And he was, he was, he was hilarious, nice, talking a little bit slower, but um, it seems to be well on the mend. And like, you know, he was just saying how great he's like, I've learned a lot in all of this, like having that kind of gratitude that people have when they go through something very traumatic, but he was just so freaking nice. Um, we had many hugs of just like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Like, it felt like I'd known him forever. Um, he was so nice. And I, uh, we took pictures together and it was just a, a great, he was just a very normal, I can't, I was like, you're, a, I didn't realize like what a huge fucking star he was, but it was a, a very cool to meet him. And he was very nice to me. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, so, why was he talking slowly? Because I think he's maybe on pain meds or something. Okay. Well, he's gotta so he, be-
3: he broke 30 bones and had blunt chest oh. trauma what, after being what hit date? and run over by a snowplow at his home January 1st of this year.
5: Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's the the oh, fact wow. that he's up and he's walking around, that's oh a huge, yeah. He was
3: totally ten robo. weeks later, he's he was strong enough to start walking with a cane. So it was quite wow. a big yeah. accident.
5: He's a fucking superhero.
4: Yeah. He's um, he's gonna be back. He he looked great, but he was really nice. And I was just so happy to meet him and and hopefully like have a new friend in this business that I'm just like, oh, it gives me faith in this crazy celebrity yeah, culture that I yeah, kind of am um, just roll my eyes at. Yeah. Um, that's so I, cool. Uh, it was nice.
5: Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. And I feel like there, there's going to be a, a lot of people like that are going to want to be your friend. Um, it's,
4: yeah, it's interesting. Because, uh, like, yeah, you forget that, like, com- actors look at comedians like, oh, how could you do that? I could never do that. There's you just go up there and you, there's no script. And like and they do put us on a pedestal. I forget that sometimes because we're yes. way less famous than they are. But if they've seen, like, one thing we do, they're kind of, like, so impressed with us. So that is nice when you, like, are known by... Like, I would never think that he would know who I was. But it's at that point now. Um, Oh, yeah. Especially when you're, like, going through recovery. I'm sure
3: you're trying to laugh as much as possible. So I bet he got exposed to you even more during this year. You know what I mean?
4: Hmm. How cool I that I think he, he probably killed it on
3: SNL too. I want to go watch that performance now. Mm-hmm.
4: I have a faint memory. I got to watch it again, but I remember just being so upset by it because it was too much talent. TMT.
5: I have a story I got to tell, about, tell. Uh, that's relevant to the joke stealing. That, uh, I'm glad it's at the very end of the podcast because I, I'm a little weary of telling it. But, mm. And I won't say yeah. who it was, But, uh, uh, many Uh years ago I was, uh, hosting at the comedy attic and there was a feature that came and this is nothing to do with the headliner. This is just the middle act. Yeah. The middle act. I was having a drink with him or whatever I was doing. And, um, he started telling me this story about this very famous comedian who he used to open for. And he said he opened for this guy for around seven years and then all of a sudden stopped and the reason is because um, he would he this is a guy. He's a feature. He's less than 10 years into the game. He's got 25 minutes of material. That's it. Like he worked all that time to get his 25 minutes and he takes it is on the not road. It's changing. It's well, it's not changing. I mean, he has he doesn't have the opportunity to grow it. I mean, I can relate. But he's like, okay. you know, he's got 25 minutes and that's like the most precious thing in the world to him. That's you oh, got to wow. understand that. And, um, he, uh, has been opening for this guy for seven years. And then one day, um, he gets a phone call from this guy and the guy says, listen, I just filmed my hour special. Um, (sighs) I want you to know that I may have accidentally used one of your Uh. jokes in my special and I'm really sorry about it, but I will give you, uh, $40,000. Or maybe it was $10,000, $10,000 for the joke. And the guy was like, okay, well, that sucks. But I guess, you know, $10,000 for one of my jokes, that's that's fine. I guess I don't love it, but I'll take the money. So he takes the money. And then um, the special comes out. And it turns out this guy used 20 minutes of his material on the hour special. And because, I am
4: so excited to find out who this is when we're not there.
5: And because he paid him $10,000 legally, he has no recourse.
4: <gasps> Cause he signed something.
5: Yeah. He's oh. like, I'll give you $10,000 for the joke. Here's the thing to sign. He signed it. And it just said like, but for that motherfucker materials. lied.
4: And yeah. I'm sure he told him, it was just the joke you do that this just this joke. You know, like I'm sure they talked about what joke it was. I'm yeah. positive of it, but it was and- not.
5: So he, his whole tw- so now this guy has his, five minutes, and left. now this guy can't do any of his jokes because people will accuse him. They're like, Oh, that's not Who your joke, that's this, this other guy's heck? joke, yeah. And then oh! and so he almost quit comedy, um, but then he slowly clawed his way back and he did. He now has 20 minutes again. And I watched him do the 20 minutes, and phew, it'd be nice if you had those old 20 minutes back. I gotta, oh, say.
4: No. <laughs> no one's paying for this new 20, <laughs> but yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. How do we make this person pay? Um,
5: this they've already celebrity. paid They've already paid dearly. And, I'm
3: going to say, I oh, think this have? person has been canceled okay, in some
4: way. They, th- some, canceled by a God. Karma oh, <gasps> is my boyfriend. Oh, Ralphie May. <laughs> I'm not
5: canceled saying who it is. Why do you say God? Ralphie May? That
4: means because he's dead?
5: Well, yeah, he's not the only person who's dead, though.
4: I don't know, but oh, he's oh, the first person I can deceased. think of that died. As,
5: As Anya's dad would say, most people are dead.
4: Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> God damn it. Who's a dead comedian? Why can't I think of... Not Greg Geraldo, I'm not
5: going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. I know, but I want to
4: keep naming names for our <laughs> listeners to maybe, you know, incite intrigue and have them guessing. I will say And I want you to like have a reaction when I say a name that will <laughs> confirm who it is. <laughs> Who's dead? Come on, you guys. Think of dead comedians. I can comedians. Gary died.
5: Maybe you wouldn't do that. It is no, not no, Greg normal. Geraldo and it is not Norm MacDonald. I will say uh, yeah, that Yeah, I was going to say,
4: they, they, I, why can't I think of... But Ralphie seems like it's when it could be but it's I'm guessing it wasn't Um uh, God who else has tragically died Um and someone hugely famous right yeah someone who had a really good career and taped a special within the past 10 or 15 years mm-hmm. Um, God damn it let me just look yeah. up dead comedians really quick <laughs> not Bob well Gary Shandling Bob what's his name
3: the brother of Albert Brooks so I can't remember who was on Curb Your Enthusiasm but he's not huge
4: not um. Bill Hicks, not Bernie um. Mac, oh Robin Williams. Well,
5: no. Robin Williams is a famous joke th- stealer. Um, yeah, we have
4: all forgiven that.
5: yeah because he's not a great Mitch actor. Hedberg.
4: No fucking way was it Mitch. Not Bob Saget.
5: No. no, 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 no. <gasps> okay. Not Bob. <sighs> okay. Thank God.
4: Oh, Thank God. God. <sighs> not Patrice.
5: The only thing Bob Saget <gasps> stole was our hearts. Yeah,
4: yeah no kidding about oh that. my god that's so sweet okay well I'm gonna stop guessing but you are gonna tell me within ahead, 30 seconds maybe. of us ending this podcast oh. and that's why we have to go uh, <laughs> um, you guys talk about it amongst yourselves maybe we'll make little easter eggs about who it's about in, in a future episode um, but we'll never confirm it because we can't have this out there and we want to protect the guy who got paid $10,000 who is probably um, at you know the chuckle hut in dayton this weekend with that new 20 um all right thank you for joining us today we will be here tomorrow we'll do a reddit dump tomorrow let's get into it then uh thank you all don't be and just take a joke and make it your own
2: looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results but also empower you with a sense of complete control